Welcome to the podcast, Travel, Eat, Cook. Here we will tell stories of people who love to travel around the globe and immerse themselves in the local food culture. I'm here today with John Pearson. John is from the Bay Area in California and has traveled all over the world. He calls himself a foodie and he calls his kitchen the stunt kitchen. It's nice to have you here, John. Hey, Stacy. Good, good day to you. How are you? Doing well. I'm excited to talk to you. You have been uh, a person on my Facebook page who has posted some really great pictures of your food that you're making, inspired by the travel, and I want to jump into that with you today. Um, tell me a little bit about your travels. Where have you been recently, and what inspired you about the local food culture? You know, it's I've been very lucky. Uh, somehow I've had a chance to travel to about 15 countries and probably 200 uh, metro areas across uh, North America and beyond. And um, yes, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you get to uh, embed yourself into the culture, into uh, how the locals uh, eat and, you know, dine and, and uh, experience food. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's something that I, I try and do when I travel. So, um, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's always fun. Um, I, as far as locations, um, yes, I've been all over Europe. Uh, I, I lived in the Caribbean. I've lived in Mexico. I've been all over Canada. I've been to the uh, South Pacific. So all over the globe. Yes, on my fourth passport <laughs> and uh, can't wait for my next trip. Four passports. Wow, that's a lot to keep track of. Um, we were talking earlier, one of your favorite food experiences was a trip you took to Paris. When did you go to Paris? It's been a couple of years now. And yes, uh, quite memorable. I had a chance to uh, dine at a wonderful restaurant called Maison Blanche. Also had a chance to take a cooking class uh, with uh, at Alain Ducasse's uh, cooking school. And he, of course, is a Michelin star chef with, I think, 22 Michelin stars. Uh, uh, the, uh, I think he's, there's only one other person that has that many uh, on the planet. And that was a, an exceptional experience, uh, not just in you know, learning how the top uh, chefs uh, cook and prepare food, but also just in the experience itself. It was really uh, top shelf. That's great. I think everybody's dream is to go to Paris and have a cooking class with somebody like that. Were there any things that you could, any tips you picked up or anything, an entree you learned or something you would want to share with our listeners? You know, it, we prepared a chicken dish. It was uh, breast and uh, leg and we roasted it. Um, it, it was, uh, it sounds simple. It kind of was, but um, the detail is uh, the prep, right? So we also uh, prepared two uh, sides to go with it, a vegetable and a starch, which was a potato. And um, the time that you took to put care into the sides and then go ahead and make sure that, you know, the, uh, the entree, the, the protein, the chicken, uh, you know, it was uh, skin on, uh, baked to perfection. And the key, I think, was just learning how to identify visually, um, you know, when to, when to pull it from the oven. You know, oftentimes uh, folks uh, just don't know. And, and when you start to see the, uh, the, the golden brown 
skin, then all of a sudden, you know, you want to uh, extract that and make sure that you're ready to to begin the plating process. So it, for me, it was it was critical just to learn uh, about how, you know, the best chefs put, you know, these consistent plates together for people and that it can be done. It can be simplified for us at home, too. Right. And we all wish to be professional chefs like that in our home. But, you know, you bring up an interesting point. You know, a lot of the European restaurants, um, they're focusing in on traditional methods of cooking, uh, things that have been generational. And uh, we in America tend to look at chicken as, you know, the boneless, skinless chicken breast. And how do we cook it tonight? Do we put it on the grill? Do we bake it in the oven? What you are describing is a roasted chicken with the skin on, and you're talking about the beautiful coloring. I can only imagine how juicy that must have been and how the, the prepping you mentioned and, and the way that it's being prepared. Actually, we're missing a lot of that flavor in some of our American food. Right. You know, boneless, skinless chicken breast can dry out real fast uh, at home. But when you do leave the skin on and you put, you know, say some olive oil and uh, herbs, uh, herbs de Provence, you know, some of the the uh, nice fresh herbs on or under the skin and, uh, you know, just pop that in at a reasonable temperature and time. It, it it's retains the juice. It retains all that flavor. And for those that, uh, you know, prefer to not have the skin, they can, of course, just peel that off and still have a, a beautiful entree. Right. And so now you're making me hungry. And I'm thinking <laughs> what we need to do is uh, later on the Facebook group page, Travel, Eat, Cook, let's find a recipe uh, similar to that so that those that have never maybe um, experimented with a whole chicken or parts of chicken with, with the skin on and the bones in, uh, let's make a Sunday dinner suggestion and put a recipe online. Perfect. Will do. And tell me a little bit more. I mean, you, you have traveled everywhere. I know it's hard to pick just a, a few places to talk about. Um, tell me about another destination that you've gone to and what you kind of experienced from that local food culture. You know, I was lucky enough uh, to go to Rio de Janeiro and stay uh, in a beautiful hotel on Ipanema Beach. And uh, if I may just share the restaurants there are so much fun. The people are beautiful. The culture is amazing. The water's a little bit cold in the ocean, but uh, it was a, a spectacular trip. And Stacy, the the uh, restaurants there—that's where you have uh, the little uh, device on the table. It looks like a salt and pepper shaker, but it's red on one side and green on the other. We've seen those in some of the uh, the uh, newer uh, Brazilian style steakhouses here in the U.S. And yes, you know, when you're hungry, you keep that on green. They come around and, and slice off, you know, beautiful uh, different types of, of meat for you. And, uh, you know, it's it, when you start to get full, you turn that to red and then they slow down or stop. So it's uh, it's it was amazing. Super cool. The the drink of choice there is called the Caparena. It comes in a rocks glass and I think it's uh, got a couple of different types of alcohol in it, uh, some muddled. Uh, mint and uh, you know to have them come over and do that table side was uh, again just a, a, an amazing uh, an amazing time and adventure and really made the trip uh, spectacular. That sounds like a lot of fun. I actually had the chance to go to Rio with my son 
in 2014, the World Cup was there, and he just had so much fun with what you're talking about, the, 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 the uh, block at the table, turn it to green, turn it to green. I think he just enjoyed turning it to green, even though we couldn't possibly eat all the food that they kept bringing us. He just loved to do that. But right. that is, that's fun, you know, and I'm glad that the U.S. does have um, places, Brazilian steakhouses, that kind of capture some of that culture for us here at home. Yes, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun to to try those places and and to relive some of those memories. So that was uh, it, that's that's always a good right. Time. Well, and then speaking of at home, you're in California, so let's bring your travel to the U.S. Um, tell us about maybe a place you've traveled to, or we might want to travel to in California, and maybe something we should try. Right. So sometimes you have to take it back to comfort foods. And there is a uh, hamburger place in Los Angeles called Tommy Burgers. And they do these, you know, sloppy, uh, you know, just delicious chili cheeseburgers. And, you know, I, I like to try and knock off recipes sometimes. And uh, the chili that they make there is something that is, uh, you know, just outrageously delicious. And so uh, I make some of that on occasion to just ladle on top of like a double cheeseburger. And, you know, it really is fantastic. There is, um, it, it's quite simple to make. It takes a little bit of time. It's got, again, you know, just simple ingredients. But I think, um, you know, something about it, um, you know, again, the comfort food part of a, a, a cheeseburger with some delicious chili on top, it, it hits a home run. It sounds messy. you definitely need a knife and fork for that burger right or or a bunch of napkins yes but everybody knows that establishment uh everybody raves about it i've actually seen uh, quite a few reviews online it seems to be iconic yes you know as a kid we would take uh and get they they served a a, uh if you were ordering you know two three four five they'd put it into a, a little uh cardboard box and we would take those to the beach and uh, that was our Santa Monica beach snack Uh, so yeah good times great all right so we're all in this situation of having the travel bug and yet we're not really able to travel at this time at least not for leisure so everybody is spending time thinking about where they will go when it's safe to start traveling again what is on your list? Do you have any particular destination in mind that either you've already visited or it's on your bucket list? You know, Stacy, there, yes. Uh, Austin, Texas right now is kind of at the top of my list just for the simple fact of barbecue. I've got a friend that lives there. I've, uh, I've had a chance to have some of the barbecue there and you know, the, the pecan pie, the, the barbecue is exceptional. And, you know, that's uh, on my list. I also have a friend that's down in Central America. He's in Belize and he lives a beautiful life right on the ocean. And that's another place where I want to go just to enjoy the seafood. Um, I, you know, I've got one other bucket, bucket list uh, place, and that is Tahiti. I have another friend uh, that heads up tourism uh, down there. And so that, too, is, is on my list. Those are all great destinations. Austin may be more doable in the near future, and Austin is a city known for its fabulous restaurants, its great barbecue, its music culture. Um, it's, it's definitely on my bucket list for the near future, too. 
Nice. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. And uh, we'll go ahead and post some pictures maybe of your travel and maybe a few recipes on the Facebook group page, Travel, Eat, Cook. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.